Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in London, I'm Josh Noble. US tech giant Microsoft has worked with a Chinese military-run university on research that could be used for surveillance and censorship. Malcolm Moore talks to our tech reporter Madhumita Merger about the research collaboration and why it's causing disquiet. Madhu, can you tell us a little bit about this story? How did you come across it and what exactly has happened here? Sure. So I've been looking through a bunch of research papers around the topic of facial analysis and AI and looking at connections between US research and Chinese research. And I came across a paper on facial analysis, which was jointly authored by Microsoft Research in Beijing and academics at the National University of Defense Technology in China. When I looked into it a bit further, I realized that this research essentially was trying to recreate detailed environments in photos that couldn't be seen with the naked eye, which seemed to have quite obvious military applications. And I worked with a colleague in China, Yuan, who figured out that the university was funded by the Chinese military and then managed to dig out two other papers. So essentially, we were seeing collaboration of Microsoft researchers with academics from this Chinese university run by the Chinese military with clear applications in military and intelligence. Can you just talk a little bit about this research, what problem it was trying to solve and what the potential applications might be? So there were three separate papers. One of them was facial analysis. And this is a way of analysing photographs of people. Purportedly, they were trying to do augmented reality, which is, you know, putting a virtual mask on a person's face for gaming, etc. But really, to break down what the research was, they were using machine learning to pick up cues about the environment in which a person was to then recreate this environment. So say you have a dark photograph. You can see a person's face, but you can't really see where they are or what they're doing. You can use their face as a light source. And then the algorithms were able to recreate the windows in the house where they were, where the camera was, where the door was, and then other details about the environment, which wouldn't have been visible to the naked eye. Okay. So potentially a way of surveilling people in a dark environment. Exactly. The other two papers were looking at the area of machine reading, which is a bit easier to understand, which basically means how can we use AI to read and understand large blocks of text quickly. And according to the people I spoke to, there's a very clear application in censorship here because it's much easier to scale up censorship or to speed it up if machines can read text quickly, identify it, pull it out. Okay. Microsoft has a long history in China. What do we know about how much of this kind of collaboration goes on? The big problem here is that academic research exists in a bubble of its own. And often these type of openly published papers fly under the radar because actually the fact that they're open paradoxically means that there's less scrutiny of them. And research is usually considered to be harmless. It's an exchange of ideas. But because of the current climate in China and then the relationship between the US and China being redrawn and changing, this is now slowly starting to come to the attention of US regulators a bit more. And also civil rights activists who say that US companies or any foreign companies should really look at the parameters of how their research could be used or misused by bad actors in China or elsewhere. Right. Okay. But Microsoft's Beijing research arm has quite a long history 
of doing research in China, and a lot of people connected to it have gone on to be major figures in Chinese AI and other spheres. Is that right? Yeah. So Microsoft Research in Beijing has a big department that does natural language processing, which is teaching computers to understand text, and also facial recognition and other AI areas. And at least two former employees of Microsoft have gone on to found Chinese AI companies such as SenseTime and Megvi or Face Plus Plus, which actually supply surveillance technologies or work with law enforcement in China for surveillance of people. So yes, these links are there. And also, one of the authors on the papers that I found was at NUDT, the university, but was also an intern at Microsoft Research Beijing. So just turning back to this collaboration. Is this the only collaboration that we're aware of between Microsoft researchers and researchers at a defence university, or do you think there have been others as well? So there are three different papers, three different projects. So even though it's only with this one university, they've been published at different times. So we should keep in mind that it's a bit more expanded than just one paper or one collaboration, and there may be others out there. But the other signal that shows that there are more links is that Microsoft has been running these technology clubs, which are student clubs on university campuses, to promote an exchange of ideas and research projects, etc., between Microsoft and students. And they've advertised this at many universities, including at least two others that have military links, including Beihang University and Harbin Institute of Technology. So I guess one of the problems here is that it's very easy, or it has historically been very easy to define when something is dual use. It can be used for civilian purposes and for military purposes. You can see very clearly whether a tube is able to be used as a tank barrel, for example. But with this sort of technology and this kind of research, how do you tell when something might have potential military applications, or even not military applications, but in the hands of, you know, a repressive state have applications that could be used for mass surveillance or other things that a Western company might consider to be unethical. Yeah, this is a big debate that's actually raging right now in the US when they're trying to decide the new export control laws. So they had a new law enacted last year, but they're still discussing specifically whether emerging technologies and foundational technologies, which is basically research of this kind, openly published research, should fall under those export controls. Because the issue is that things like artificial intelligence, and that includes, that's the big umbrella term, but it includes things like machine vision, includes facial analysis, facial recognition, even augmented reality, which we could see as just being games, all of those have dual purpose because they could be used to find people in a crowd. They could be used to identify large blocks of text that could then later be blocked, or they could be used to analyze people's expressions. So it's hard to figure out how it could be used, but the potential is there for misuse. And this is true of AI more generally which is why this debate is raging about whether it should be restricted in terms of how it's exported. Okay, But then in terms of academic cooperation, do you think that the potential answer is to clamp down and really tightly police this sort of exchange of ideas? Or what other approach could you see? 
So I don't think that there should be a clampdown on free academic research because one of the big hallmarks of this type of thing is exchanging ideas between academics and researchers and coming up with new ideas, right? But I do think that if you are working with a university that's funded by a military in a state known to conduct activities that might not match, so surveillance or detainment of minorities, for example, then there should be awareness that the company should know what's going on and also there should be parameters that they put into place to make sure they know what's happening with their research because at the moment you just put your research out there and you have no idea who takes it up what they do with it and where it ends up so I guess the question is even if you're not developing repressive technologies do you take responsibility if the technologies you create end up there and if the answer is yes then you have to find a way to be accountable for it. And in terms of these new export controls in the US, which way do you think that's going to go? How do you think the politics is going to play out? It's hard to say for me sitting here in London, but they're currently asking for submissions to discuss whether these should be included or not. But it's becoming clearer to everybody that AI in particular can be misused and can have some quite nefarious applications if not controlled properly. And this is not just true in China. This is true everywhere. And companies and governments all over the world from Europe to the US are thinking about how we put ethics into place and how we control what might happen with AI technology. So I think it will go the way of trying to be more careful rather than than less. And this also plays into the broader sort of AI arms race between the US and China, right? Well, exactly, because ultimately whoever wins at that is going to have a lot of power and intelligence and, you know, be able to develop technologies that don't exist today. We all know the potential of AI. So it's going to be interesting to see whether they continue to let that exchange of ideas happen. Okay, thanks very much. That was Malcolm Moore talking to our tech reporter, Madamita Merger. Thanks for listening. Remember, if you're not already a subscriber and would like to discover more FT content, you can find our latest subscription offers at ft.com forward slash offer.